welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. Jerry Springer. Thank you. Oh, it's great to be back. Thank you. Hey, nice crowd, and we're going to have a, a, a big band t- tonight. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Uh, Crystal Peterson and the Queen City Band. It's wonderful. You've got to stick around for that. And Jerry also is going to talk about uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions' ruling dealing with transgender bathrooms. So hold yeah. on for that, yeah. too, because yep. that's that needs to be uh, dealt with. Hey, yep. um, Megan, I'm really excited because, you know, Tell I have another... Tell me why, Gene. Well, I have another aspect of the business plan for the podcast. Oh, that's right. Another what? brilliant idea. Yes. And it's the elevator comics. Oh, uh-huh. right. Yes. And Don't I produced a commercial. No, 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 I'm no. one of the elevator comics. Yeah, I know. Well, he's well, you one of excited. Yeah. And I produced a commercial. I'm very proud of it. And um, I'd like, I'm going to ask, this is now running all across America. Just oh, and my I'm, God. I think the calls are going to pour yeah. in. Let's set this up. Though. Alaska and Hawaii as well. Uh, as well, yeah. yeah. Not just the continent. Oh, they'll be real happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, you get on an elevator, Megan, and you ride, you know, maybe typically a couple floors. Sure. It's boring as hell. It is. Door closed. You just and everyone seconds, stares at the numbers. Up there. Yeah. Just stare straight on. ahead. Nothing. Nobody talks. Nobody looks. Yeah. So, and the best elevators have mirrors on the front door, so that for our act, yeah. for our act, so they can stay So forward. you can look at the front door of the elevator, but because it's a reflect, it's reflective, yes. you can see the people behind you. So Jerry and I are in the back. I'm the straight man. I'm just th- throwing you lines You in the away. back. I was totally in front, in the right, front right corner, you were in the back left corner. Good point, Jerry. And this wow. is important because it didn't look like we were together. Hey, okay. good point. It was like a it with Gene in public. I totally God, he knows it. our act better than I do. It was a tell. packed elevator, and this packed started elevator. without any plan. No. Gene being Gene stupid being as Gene. usual. Yeah, being yeah. stupid. In this crowded elevator, we might say it was the Ritz. So we it was pretty hoity-toity. It was pretty hoity-toity. You'd never been there before. I've never but, been you know. in that. No, I've never been in an elevator, much less the Ritz. <laughs> yeah. Their elevator, yeah. much less the Ritz. Yeah. yeah. Gene's way back in the corner, crowd, and, yeah. and you say, yelling across the elevator. Well, here, you can hear. David, play the commercial yeah. we produced. Hey, I'm Jerry Springer. I'm Gene Galvin. And we're the Elevator Comics. We perform in some of the best elevators in the country, telling eye-watering jokes in as few as two floors. But we once entertained a car full of conventioneers stuck on the 14th floor for 40 minutes. Call your favorite hotel and tell them that you want the Elevator Comics on your next ride. We're the hottest new act in the laughing world. I seen Springer and Galvin in a hotel elevator in Jackson, Mississippi, and they was hilarious. Best two floor ride of my life. Hey, Jerry, what were you saying to that guy in the lobby? He was telling me you just bought the best hearing aid money can buy. I said, yeah, what kind is it? He said, four o'clock. <laughs> the elevator comics were fast, topical, and usually family friendly. But when the sun goes down, so do we. Our sizzling adult set starts nightly at nine. The elevator comics, you'll never take the stairs again. Guy says to me the other day on one of the rides, ballroom, please. I said, sorry, I didn't know I was crowding you. Okay, sixth floor, folks. Enjoy your stay and call the front desk if you need extra towels. 
Watch your step getting off. We've got to pay the insurance bill. Elevator comics are brought to you by Up and Down Productions. Wow. I don't I don't think about that at all, Gene. That's all right. my so we, well, anyway, that's running. That's and, how it started. It was very that's innocent. It. That's yeah. it. And uh, I haven't discussed the numbers yet with Jerry, but I'm the having him put some money into the <laughs> financials so we can pay yeah. for these ads. Why well, all across America? Why, oh, you mean the ads? We, we run the ads. Yeah. Jerry Jean needs more money. Hey, wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if we three walked into a hotel somewhere, anywhere, pick a hotel, Cincinnati, yeah. anywhere around, and said, "Hey, we're the Elevator Comics, <laughs> yeah. and here's our pitch." And they go... Or just, here's our bill. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Is there a room you could put us up in? Yeah, while? just give us Because I, yeah, well, I need to get dressed for it and everything. Yeah. yeah. You were riding elevators last weekend because I know that you were at the Mystic Lake Casino yeah. outside of uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. Right. Uh, I'm on the tour with The Price is Right. We do the live tour where we do the shows in theaters and casinos across the country. And, and what was it like there? And, and what, what's that casino like? What the your casino is top of the line. It's top of the line. We were in the theater there at the casino, and it, it, it sold out four shows. All four shows were wow. sold out. Uh, 3,000 people. Uh, I mean, it's beautiful. It's really state-of-the-art. And they want you to do the shows quickly there because obviously they want you to get out of the theater and start gambling. Burn, yeah. yeah. So I tried to make my jokes not that funny. So, cause, cause <laughs> and I'm sure that was, I'm sure that Man, had you know, to be a struggle. Yeah. I know because, that yeah. was a struggle. Because, you know, it's minutes and minutes of, of yeah. laughter. Please. You know, quick. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Hey, and, and I don't want to interrupt that, but yes. by the way. Just, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> hey, it just occurred to me. What, Gene? What is your wife's favorite wine? I hate you. I want to go to Miami. Yeah, that's what I thought. We went to Boca last year. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, yes. You, the Mystic Lake. She said she wanted to go this uh, this uh, summer. She wanted to go someplace she's never been. Yeah. I said, try the kitchen. <laughs> oh, see that? Whoa, see, I wouldn't that. say that because that is sexist. No, it's it is, horrible. It is horrible, and I would never say that. And Mickey's not here tonight. Exactly. <laughs> there it is. Exactly. <laughs> hey, check this out. You told me you're going to the Mystic Lake Casino to work the Price is Right show. Just you in did conversation. serious work there, though. And I thought, I know that place. You asked me, have I ever been to Prior Lake? Yes. And I went back, jumped on the internet, and I said, I've been there. And I was there back in the maybe 90s. I was doing, in the summer, some radio reports on the road for WCKY Radio here yeah. in Cincinnati. No longer exists, by the way, under that banner, but nonetheless. Yeah. So I went to, because I, back in the... Actually, the mid-60s, I was a VISTA volunteer on a Native American reservation in northern Minnesota. I trained on a number of reservations. I served on this reservation, the Net Lake Ojibwe up near Canada. They didn't have casinos yet. Not yet. Right. But then the summer I went out looking around, they had theirs called Fortune Bay, small casino. Yeah. I ended up, I went to six or seven reservations that had casinos, and I was reporting on what's the impact of casinos on reservations. Now, just to back up one step, Native Americans got screwed about as hard as anybody huh. in the world. Sure. They lost everything, and they were shoved onto some crap land, and everything was taken, and treaties were broken, and the Black Hills gold was stolen, blah, blah, blah. So when I was going around to these reservations and I was meeting at these casinos with men and women who were running these casinos, and guess who they were? 
They were young men and women, Native Americans, who had gone off to college and now came back home to run something big. Yeah. So they were going to be doing the same thing, Megan, that you do every day, a corporate job with their master's degrees or undergraduate or more, businessmen and women. They told me when I was meeting with one tribe at lunch, they said the term we use is the buffalo are back. Mm. Huh. Now we've got wow. a resource that only we have because we yeah. have sovereign land. So they told, they gave the courts the finger. They pulled it off. It went all the way up the courts, and they were able to pull this off. And then I showed up at that Mystic Lake casino on the tribe of the Shakopee Midwankaton tribe. They're Sioux. Yeah. Yeah. That's who's That's there. Now, check yeah. this out. Where you were, there are about 500 tribe members. Yeah. Not thousands. Right, 500. A small group. But they split. They profit share. And they're profit sharing now, last report, because they don't have to tell, but reporters yeah. have kind of gleaned this from them, about a million dollars a year for every man, woman, and baby. Wow. Everybody, wow. Ro- it's like hitting the lottery. Yeah. It just rolls in 93% uh, unemployment voluntary. Yeah. Voluntary. Yeah. They don't have to work. Now they're, they're going into uh, neighborhoods around Minneapolis, and there's one neighborhood that's like a Native American neighborhood. Yeah. And it's like an Indian hill of Cincinnati, a so, very high. Like they've got the revenue now and they can buy them. They, got, yeah. they have cars. They're living like Jerry Springer lives. Oh, my <laughs> word. Well, that's just disgusting. Well, did I ever tell you about my tribe? No. Oh. What's your tribe? Oh, yeah. Well. yeah. Can, it's not going to go well, so I'm going to no. stop. <laughs> you stop right there. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. We're sorry yeah. in advance. I we need apologize. to think this through before I talk. Yeah. And, Look and, at you learning. <laughs> that. that is amazing. Look at you. But anyway, it's it's a. I think it's a it's great. It's nice to see the, the story. general story is really nice of that to tribe. See. And by yeah. the way, there are some tribes because I kind of dug yeah. into this. I got curious about it. In some tribes that even have casinos, the casino business has peaked and is starting to dip a bit. In yeah. the this tribe, the Shakopee tribe, I'll just tell you one last thing. This is amazing. They give away millions every year to other tribes and to other charities. They're diversifying phenomenally. They have purified water. They have, uh, they're just into all sorts of businesses to make sure that their businesses keep growing. Very intelligent tribal leadership. And God bless them, finally, somebody you know, hit it, and they got the buffalo back. And you should see if you could get someone on, like a representative on the on the podcast. That they would be probably an interesting could. conversation. It, it would be. I'd love it to would pick be. their brain. That's amazing. So, and and you saw, well, you saw the casino, and if you looked around, not well, the, the reservation. I was land. hosting prices right. What I saw: refrigerators. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a brand new car. car. And a brand new <laughs> car. Brand new car. Yeah, <laughs> someone wanted. Come on down. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's great because I, you know, uh, the people that I, each audience is a new audience. So I can mm-hmm. do the same jokes. How? Okay. <laughs> but, but, but I, I now you understand you can't do that at the podcast because these people say, come back and they here. listen yeah. in again. Yeah. You do the same joke every week. Yeah. yeah. It's the same yeah, people. Well, those are the only jokes <laughs> I know. Hey, uh, comment real fast on the uh, Oscars the other night. Oh, well, 
Uh, you mean when they got the uh, the the winners wrong? The biggest award. Well, of I the night. so I said, oh my gosh, this really is America, where the one that gets the most votes isn't announced the winner. <laughs> oh, there you go. I said because all night they're talking about Trump, and it really was like Trump, you know. Yeah. But no, it was. Uh, you know what was really cool about it, though. I mean, I, I enjoyed watching it. I, I love movies, et cetera. But what was really cool about it is you have all these drop-dead gorgeous people, and now all of a sudden, for a moment, we saw them as actual human beings yeah. with no <laughs> script. What do we do? Flustered like every one of us normal yeah. people. I mean, it was kind of cool to just yeah. to see them sweating up there and go through that. And it wasn't anything major. Right. You know, it wasn't life or death. It was a who gets the award. But it was kind of cool to see, you know, all these stars that we, we treat as gods. That, hey, wait a second. That's exactly how we would have acted if we were up there going, oh, my God, I don't know. I read this card. No, you read it. It wasn't my fault. You know, it, it was same a, thing at the, at, the, at the company convention award yeah, ceremony. Yeah. It's the same thing. So it, it, it was perfect. And, and so it's a one. I feel sorry for Moonlight because no one's going to remember that they actually won. I know. It was kind of lost in the, you know, at the end they came up there, but yeah. the story by then the was, moment was was the so flub. Awful. Yeah. So it was. I always cool just say, line please. But no, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jerry, let me ask you something. Yes, Gene. Uh, Attorney General Jeff oh. Sessions, he uh, laid out a proclamation shortly after taking his seat as the new Attorney General. And, uh, Talk about it a little bit, flesh it out a little bit, and give your take on it. Yeah, I, I was, well, I was outraged, but it's easy to get me outraged. Okay, Jeff Sessions finally gets confirmed as U.S. Attorney General. It's his first week in office. For all I know, it may have been his first day, second day. With all the things going on in, the, in America, with all the problems we have in the whole area of justice, what is the first thing he does? They reverse President Obama's policy, federal policy, that you go to the bathroom that you're comfortable with. Jeff Sessions and the administration reverse that so that now, in terms of federal policy, you go to the bathroom that is consistent with your gender on your birth certificate. In other words, if you're transgender, too bad. Whatever you were when you were born, that's the bathroom you have to go to. And I start thinking several things. First, what a pig of a human being that you would do that to, let's say, teenagers, transgender teenagers. We all remember being teenagers. Even if everything is, quote, normal and just like most people are, any teenager, when they first, you know, go through puberty or whatever and start, you start dealing with your own sexuality, that's kind of a confusing and scary time. And, you know, you're worried about yourself and, oh, you know, am I developing like everybody else is? And you're shy about it. And, you, you know, one day you want to act like a grown-up and the next day you're a child crying again. I mean, this is tough times for anybody. Imagine what it must be like for a teenager 
to face the issue that I see what I look like in a mirror in terms of my body parts, but that's not me. I have the parts of a man, but I'm really a woman. Or vice versa. What does that teenager go through? It is not a coincidence that over 35% of all transgender teens have contemplated suicide. I'll say that again. Over 35% of transgender teens have thought about suicide. Gosh, this is tough. You're a parent of a kid like that. And what this poor kid has to deal with in this society. And now the chief law enforcement official of the United States of America, by God, let's get those teens. Because, you know, you got to go to the bathroom several times a day. Well, if you're my age, every 20 minutes. <laughs> but you got to go to the bathroom. So every time that kid has to go to the bathroom in school, the kid's got to face that issue. Remind it again. Ah, I don't exactly fit in. Why am I being bullied? Why are they making fun of me? Just as a human being, how did Jeff Sessions go home that night and talk with his family? Hey, honey, what was your day like? We got those teens, by God. I'll make sure they go to the bathroom of their birth. Jesus, doesn't he have a wife or someone in his family that can say, will you stop it? You're making a fool of yourself. Just don't be like that. Have something in your person that cares about another human being and what they have to deal with. So they then say, well, think about everybody else. They're uncomfortable. Oh, stop it. First of all, the rule doesn't even make any sense. Why? If you were born a boy and now you've become a girl and you want to go into the ladies' bathroom, in the ladies' bathroom, they're all stalls anyway. So what's the difference what you are in the stall? You shouldn't be looking in there to the guy next to you. That's the first thing. Let's reverse it. You were born a girl, and now you become a guy. Well, if you haven't yet had the surgery, you can't go to the urinal anyway. So again, you're going into the stall. And if you had had the surgery, then what's the difference? Are we now all going to have to show, before we take a leak, <laughs> we have to have papers with us as to when we got this penis? <laughs> I mean, just, and what are we going to do? We're going to start putting people, you know, outside the bathrooms to make sure. Right. And the humiliation people have to face. Again, be a teenager again. You know how difficult that is for everybody. Imagine these poor kids. It is such a mean-spirited, for no purpose. This rule is no purpose. How is it going to make anybody's life better? Does this solve poverty? Does this solve health? Does this uh, make us safer? Is this going to save us from terrorists? Oh, but if there's a transgender person in the bathroom, my kid won't be safe. Hey, how do you know your kid's safe? When you go into a men's room, how do you know the guy next to you isn't gay? And a pervert, maybe. Or a heterosexual and a pervert. Well, I mean, the whole thing is stupid. None of it makes sense. Now, 
What is their final? Now, when you challenge the administration on this or any politician that supported this mean-spirited rule, they would say, well, I'm not really against transgender. I just think it's something the states should deal with. States' rights? Well, wait a second. First of all, what difference is it to the teenager if some politician in Washington makes the rule or some politician in Columbus? I mean, what's the difference? What political entity made the rule? We shouldn't let states discriminate. Isn't that what the 14th Amendment is about? This isn't about bathrooms any more than the civil rights movement was about lunch counters. The reality is there are people that just want to make a statement that we don't want these people to exist. We don't want to live in a world with transgender. And this is what I don't get. It's like our birth is a miracle. And the day you have your baby, anything could be off kilter. And we don't make fun of anything that is wrong at a kid's birth if it has to do with their heart, with their eyes, with their ears, with their lungs. We immediately say, oh my God, get them into children's hospital or do whatever we have to do. And yet, if what is wrong at birth, if the aberration at birth has something to do with your sexuality or your sexual organs, that's a crime? That's a kid we're not going to care about? That's why this doesn't make any sense. And why do we just put up with it? I mean, if you ever see Jeff Sessions, you let him know what you're thinking about this. That's just a, it has nothing to do with politics. Be a Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, has nothing to do with that. It's being a decent human being and facing a transgender kid and having no empathy to what that kid is going through, and you're going to stand out there and say, "Uh uh-uh, you're going to that bathroom. Screw you, Sessions. I love you so much, Jerry. That was a good one, Jerry. Oh, shit, I got to go to the bathroom. Teary-eyed, you get me all emotional, and you ruin everything. You just ruin everything. I just can't let it go. Well, we've got Crystal Peterson coming in with uh, the band, and that's uh, Crystal Peterson in the uh, Queen City band. And there are, let me count them up, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wow. So uh, let's hear it for Crystal. We're going to ask them to start off with their first song, which is called Indoctrinate, correct? And then we're going to chat with you on the other side, if we could. So here we go. Crystal Peterson and the Queen City Bank.
Introduce the group real fast, would you please? Sure, yeah. Behind me is the bassist of the band, Ben Franks. (laughs) 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 Um, Beside me here is Stephen Kuffner, the guitarist. (laughs) Colin Thompson on trombone. Brian Gilronan on saxophone. Back behind everybody here is Jeff Rickles on hand drums and percussion. And behind me is my husband and the drummer, Daniel Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Crystal, real fast, uh, we want you to do another song. You're going to do a song called Wonderful, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, these are original songs that yes. you guys have uh-huh. done. Yes. Uh, what's the backstory on the band? How did this seven-member group form? Well, we were all friends beforehand. And, and you're uh, from the Cincinnati area, yeah, would you say? Yeah, all of okay. us are. Um, we're either from Cincinnati or from... the. Kentucky uh, area too so we're kind of on both sides of the river Um, but we were all friends before and um, I had been on the road for three years with a jazz bassist and really was inspired by him his name is Victor Wooten and I love to talk to people about Vic because he's a, a wonderful really role model for many musicians and really an inspiration. So I was the lead singer for his band for about three years, and I really was inspired to go back and do something of my own. And when I started thinking about that, I went, well, you know, what better than to create something with your friends who you know have the same heart as you um, and explore the world of art and music together and learn together, and that's how this was born. And we've been doing this now for almost three years, and um, 
it's been a real success on a personal level and we've had some ups and downs but you know every we, band does yeah yeah, yeah. exactly but, but we feel like our heart is is really remaining that's how we started this podcast i wanted yeah. to do something with my friends i couldn't find any so i got jeans <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it was just <laughs> hey did you hear hear about the guy that yeah. uh two guys right. stole a calendar <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they each got six months. Yeah. Hey, you, Jay. There it is. Hey, do, do uh, the song Wonderful for us, will you? Sure. Crystal Peterson and the Queen City Band.
You guys are a real treat. We love it yeah. so much. We're bringing you back for the next episode. Yeah. Hey, can you take us out on this one on the old spiritual down by the riverside? Absolutely. All right. Jerry Springer's going to jump in on the second yeah. verse. And we're yeah. sorry. This will end your career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might as well start packing up now. It was a good run, I'm sure, guys. It was a good yeah. run. <laughs>